Hello, and welcome to another episode of I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we want to thank you for joining us (laughs) for the episode of uh, the pod about the crown, Mm -hmm. the croon. Yep, three um, hours of television, and we're giving it one one episode, I think. Yeah, totally. I have actually only seen 34 of those hours of television. You've oh, seen all 40. Fives. And you've seen them all recently. For the most part, I've seen yeah. them all recently. Uh, the one you were just talking about, the Great Smog one, that was kind of where I left off like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, excited to talk about The Crown. Yeah. Should we, should, we, should, we, should we sync up? Yeah, let's sync up, bitch. What have you been up to? Uh, very little. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... I made a really good soup. Ooh. Spicy pumpkin peanut soup. Oh. Very West African oh, you inspired. Me, you tried to send me the link, but it was New York Times, so it's gated. I've given you the login, though. I know, but... Together, I, we can cheat this institution. I need you to give it to me again, because I have to scroll through, like... I need you to give my, my, my bottom. <laughs> and I have to scroll through, like, 20,000 Slack messages to find yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, those, there have been times I've considered upgrading our Slack space. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Just so that I can access something I asked you five minutes ago. Because <laughs> we just stay talking just be all talking. day. All day. We just be talking. Uh, and thank God, because I don't, where else would I put that energy right now? <laughs> I don't have coworkers. Yeah. Sometimes no. I'll, like, I'll be downstairs with Parker, and he's like, you know, diligently working on something kind of quietly. And then there's just like, click, 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 you know what I'm And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like I'm writing something, but I'm just yeah, messaging sure. my sister. Uh... I made a soup. I read yeah. the, the Vanishing Half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched all of the croon. The croon. Um, if you can believe it, I'm going hunting this weekend. What an extremely cozy week what, co- for you. Oh, hunting? Or well, oh, not the hunting of it all, yeah. but like the soup, the reading, yeah. the crown. Yeah. Uh, and I have like big ass plans after this to go to bed early. And mm. then uh, mm. tomorrow night, probably same delicious pretty, exci- pretty excited about that one thank you uh so yeah i've been um aging at a clip that you would not believe except that now you can't tell because you got because i'm frozen babes yeah frozen like, like a hungry man dinner <laughs> absolutely uh, delicious yeah yeah two pounds of food um <laughs> how are you <laughs> i'm doing all right um i I feel like I keep trying to read this book. I think I mentioned it on the pod maybe last week. Red, White, and Royal Blue. And up on it. It's not... It's like a thing, it's though. It's not Anna Karenina. Where I'm, like, over halfway through, and I'm like, I want to see if it does turn itself around. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's middling for me. Mm-hmm. And the way people talk about it on our Who Weekly book club group... Hoosker Wild. Hoosker Wild is, like, people act like it is just the best thing they've read. And I'm just not seeing it, vibes. I'm no. just not seeing it, you no. know? No. I just, like, I don't know that romance novels as a genre are for me. I'm leaving the door open for that. Yeah. I think that there could be a time and a place for that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I haven't encountered it yet. The thing is, and, like, this one, the thing people said about it was, like, it's cute and kind of witty and, like, fun and zippy or whatever. And I'm, like... Which I appreciate. I mean, compared to, like, trying to read some kind of bodice ripper or whatever. But, like... Okay, just say it. Outlander. <laughs> no, but see, the thing is, I think stuff like that is more fun to watch than it is to read. Uh, yeah, because he hot. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean, like, rom-coms. Like, the Red, White, and Royal Blue feels like it's a rom-com written as a book. Mm. And I enjoy, mm. I enjoy rom-coms as a genre of film. They're fun, you know? Yeah. Like, I would say When Harry Met Sally is a perfect film. Perfect. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and like, you've got mail. A delight every time. A delight. It's not as good as um, when Harry met Sally. No, I am H O. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. But they're both great, and you know, there's a handful of others in that genre. Like I, you know, I'll always watch. I don't know, like my best friend's wedding or whatever, if it's on, you know. Yeah. But it's like a little annoying to just to try to like wade through that in a book form. I think. Anyways, um, I'm not trying to be a hater. That's just kind of where I am with it. You um, don't have to like this book. I don't. You need like you need to free yourself from the expectation that you're gonna like the same things as your e friends. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I did decorate for Christmas this week. Oh yes, we both did do that. Yes. Yes. Um, which was that's went quite a far way towards lifting my spirits uh, because reading about the attempted coup happening right now is just really a lot. I, mm. Ugh, Parker was like, I just don't read about it because it simply won't work. And I'm like, right. you're right, but I'm just stressed. The girls online are like, but we should be concerned and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, you know, mm. I'm so, I'll tell you what, like I'll get concerned when I need to get concerned, but I'm, I'm so tired like, of being I concerned. Like, I, can you let me come down <laughs> for like one second? It's very bad. Oh. So anyways, yeah. Um, but like I yeah I'm like I struggle to think like anything I've done that's exciting. Trying to buy Christmas gifts this year is just like I don't know. You can't do the whole like we're going to Anthro, girl. Like I mean we could go to Anthro, but it's, it's like they're the same. Their hours are less. It's like yeah, you know, it's not the same experience it used to be. But you know, 2020. What the hell are you gonna do? I'm, what I'm, the hell we gonna do now? My spirit. (laughs) It's like when you pass something on the road and you're like, hope that's a raccoon, not a cat. (laughs) That's where I'm at um, spiritually. (laughs) Uh, I will also add that, and I I got started you watching this literally mere moments before the show. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this is a big development. Yeah. Bravo did did give us something special. (laughs) Decided to drop something hot for us. And it is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I have to tell you. I was not convinced I was going to love it. I think we all heard Salt Lake City and we're like, okay, they're probably Mormon. They probably aren't going to drink. Half the drama from the show is drinking. So right. So make it make sense. Right. It's an extremely, like, like you were like, is that one Mormon? It is she. And I was like, eh, not really. They're all kind of like, <laughs> like halfway in, halfway out. Yeah. And, but then like a lot of them are just all the way out. Like, and like, we have a Pentecostal woman. We have a Muslim woman. I forgot. A Jewish woman. The wealth of that area. Yeah, I also forgot that because I don't spend a lot of I don't spend a lot of time over there. And these queens are rich, like rich, 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 rich. And because that's the thing, like one thing that Jenny and Fiona talk about when it comes to Real Housewives franchises are some of them are real rich and some of them are like <laughs> pretending for reality TV rich. Mm-hmm. And like the the New York queens are actually rich. Yes, but they also have that sort of like some of them. Sonia, have like right. <laughs> Is your money going to dry up? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. She she's, finds herself in a precarious position a lot. Yeah, but she still acts like somebody who has just an because her inexhaustible well. Right. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, honestly, of all of them, I think our sweet budget holiday queen Dorinda is probably sitting on a, <laughs> a bad boy piece of wealth. Absolute gold mine. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Bluestone Manor. Bluestone Manor's... Great. It's I mean, beautiful. Honestly, this podcast, if, like, if we don't put the reins on it, can always turn into a Roni podcast. Uh, truly. And those girls, cha- they were there for me this summer when no one else was there for me. <laughs> I, Parker and I, he was talking about the, he read some article that was talking about the concept of ambient television. 
And I was like, that's a good term for how I feel about shows like Roni, where <laughs> it's not even that there's no conflict. Like, there is. It's just that, like, I can watch that conflict while I'm, like, cooking. Yeah. You know the beats of the conflict right. well enough, and the musical cues are always like... <gasps> do, do, the do, musical do, cues do, of it all. Do, 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 the plucking. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh. Man, Andy, like did that like he developed his well, mind honestly andy's in the studio he's in the lab cooking all the time making I mean, making the music but like doesn't know. he produce the whole he produces but like uh, but i'm like that's like a, it's got a distinctive style i don't want to like rob him of whatever it's just like i no, give him his flowers i'll give andy his flowers he's, but, he's you know, a messy that's, king that's what the money is for Lindsay. <laughs> it's very bad uh he's doing fine he's an extremely messy he's king so messy <laughs> So remember that time he tried to get Titus Burgess to like say something bad about Eddie Murphy and he was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to do this for you, Andrew." <laughs> right? Like, d- next question. <laughs> big boobs. Big boobs. No. Anyway, um, the crown. The crown. Um, I can, it took me a, a while. To I, come same. The show. Same. And like anything that I start to like more than a little bit. Yeah. I'm ready to die for it. Right. Uh, it's, it's... I really... Okay. I had, I had a journey with this show, yeah, I will say. Because the first season, straight up, like, is boring. And you know, so I started it and was like, this this is clearly my shit. I mean, it's, a, it's about the royal family. It's period piece, whatever. And I just got bored and dropped out. And then several podcasters that I listened to, like on... Um, uh, famously Kara on Keep It was mm. like a huge fan of The Crown. Yeah. And I was like, okay, she generally has like takes that I agree with about pop culture. Like, did I give up too soon? Yeah. But it took me another two years to come back around to trying it again. Well, here's the thing. When someone told me that they were making a movie about Elizabeth's uh, years, like her early reign, I was like, and who asked for this? Right. Like, okay, post-World War II, she's a young woman who has always been blue-blooded and she marries a boring man. Like, well, who cares? Right. I don't care. I think that what I had to see to get all the way into it, because I remember getting a little more intrigued when I heard about Anthony Armstrong Jones. Played by Matthew Great. By Matthew Great. Matthew Good, e. but he's the great. Um, in season two, I was slightly more intrigued. Uh-huh. And then when season three rolled around and they were like, okay, girls, you get Olivia Coleman, You get uh-huh. Helen Obama Carter. Yes. You get Tobias the Menzies. Uh, right. What is there not to like? And And they also introduced the Camilla and Charles of it all. The Camilla and Charles of it all, um, which, what is that actress's name? Emerald Fennell. Emerald Fennell because we talked about her about something else she was in. Okay, no, she's like a triple threat. I mean, I don't know, not in the like dancing scene. She's a stage actress too, right? I'm not sure about the stage acting of it all, but she's the showrunner of season two of Killing Eve. Shut up. Uh Uh-uh. And then she directed that new Carrie Mulligan movie that's, like, been pending since Rona, The Promising Young Woman. Oh, the one where she, like, kills dudes? Yeah. She directed that. So she's friends with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, is what I'm hearing. Uh, That's... It seems that way. Yeah. Um, Okay. We love her. She has a sister named Coco. They named those kids Coco and Emerald. I honestly love it. Have fun with it. You only get to name children. She's written books. Oh, man. Incredible. She's been nominated for Primetime Emmys. Is she younger than me? Be honest. She, no, she, <laughs> why do you? <laughs> no, she was born October 1st, Libra, uh, 1985. Oh, she's very close to my age. I get depressed about that, too, as well. <laughs> she graduated the same year as me. All, all of the musicians that the TikTok girls love, like, I, you know what, I'm going to look it up now just to break my own heart. How old is Claro? 
probably 17. 22 years old. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you got to let it go. It Nowadays, we're just, we, we deserve Nowadays. Uh, yeah. Emerald Fennel, great. But you know what? Also, hidden gem of season three on heart. Uh, friggin' Josh O'Connor. He's so good. Friggin' Josh O'Connor. So apparently he was in a movie, and I don't can't remember the name of it, but it seems like Brokeback Redux. Like it's like yeah, a uh, God's Own Country. Yeah. Did you ever see it? No, I, I have plans to. Okay. Um, yeah. And who is who is the girl that plays Anne? Erin Doherty. Now she is great. Okay. She's I having mean, fun with this role. Here's a, I don't even know how to begin to talk about this. I guess we could talk about like we can. Do broad strokes. I had to see what was coming down the pike for season three for me to go get into it. Yes, and I will tell you, like it had, I have more enjoyment for the first few seasons than I expected. Yes, but it did still fully pick up in season three for me. It really does. The thing is, though, Claire Foy and Vanessa Kirby deserve incredible, incredible, incredible. Famously, Claire Foy, they found out. I guess it was like after season two or three, something broke about how Matt Smith, who played Philip, was paid like a lot more than her which is crazy when you think about how far this show has gotten that he was the big name like like he was the, who, well, why? He was the doctor who. i don't care i know you and i she don't was care playing because we, elizabeth we have a certain sense of taste right you understand a little spice a little on spice <laughs> but like uh yeah especially when you compare the jobs that were done there claire foy ate it she ate that up she rolled it up in a burrito mm-hmm. and devoured it applied a sauce <laughs> Uh, you know, she was, she was incredible. I don't know. Where has she been since then, though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she, I think she ended up making, like, a good deal of money. Yeah, Matt Smith did try to make it right and, like, pay her from his own paycheck or something. But I was like, you're doing that for the applause. It's, it is. Applause, applause. In fact, for the applause. Uh, well, I guess we also had John Lithgow in the first season or two. Incredible. And he, did he win an award for that? I believe he did, which is impressive when you think about the fact that he's not even English. Right. Doesn't even look like... Uh, he almost certainly did better than what's his face from Darkest Hour. Gary Oldman. Oldman, yes. Darkest Hour was a purely prosthetics-driven movie. I didn't see it, and I don't care to. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. It's it's another the thing about. I need to actually like truly research Churchill more before I open my mouth about it. But it's always he's one of those people where I'm like, seems like we probably rushed to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be something a little hinky there. Well, I mean, just the. Uh, unbelievable wealth of it all is a thing well and that super sizers go episode where they right. talk about how everyone else was like celebrating with spam and he was having like a steak dinners steak dinners with like a vintage champagne he yeah drank a full bottle of champagne every day which like go off miss thing i would love to do that <laughs> but like the and rest I of the country that. the rest of the country was like eating like victory gardens you yeah, know like they had potatoes and pathetic they got one egg per person per week. The thing about the crown also is, and I think you and I also wanted to touch on like the things that we learned from it that we had no idea about. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. I kind of go through that. There's a lot because I lot didn't of know acting shit. I could, I would love to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, a elephant in the room of it all is that like this is about a group of. Um, Go off. Lecherous people. Say that. Uh, the, at the time, she was the richest woman in the world. Until Oprah was like, Scott! I'll take that, thank you. <laughs> Give me that. Um, and also, like, there's the... the um, 
oh god what's the word i'm looking for the empire of it all well especially at the beginning i mean she oversaw so yes. much of those falling away but it's not like she woke up one day and was like let these people go no yes. well and like the thing that kills me too is like the royal family is wealthy apart from what they get paid and i'm using that in quotes Mm -hmm. by the british people to be their monarchs which is like to do what literally just to be ceremonial i mean if you think about honestly like your highness and your majesty these things that they have it's so stupid they're they're still they still explicitly or not ascribe to the idea that they were appointed by god yeah to do what, baby? To, to take photos? It, like, so... To not it was, cry at a child's funeral? Uh, okay. I think it was John Oliver that said something about how annoying it is to pay people to be better than you. Yeah. No, and, you but can bite my ass. That is the true American of me. Is like, <laughs> And I, I try not to have like any sort of allegiance to like having an American ideal. But like the two things that I feel are like, coffee is way better than tea. Yeah fight me on it very that um and the second thing is like couldn't be me i simply wouldn't do that but in the same sense we also i mean we don't have it like officially stamped like god said jeff bezos could be this rich right but we have remade that image totally we like we praise we have robber barons we have robber barons and we praise them for their intellect and their grit for be making for for robbing us right exactly and that is also incredibly stupid so i don't want to act like we are we've figured something else out but i'm like the part of me that is um i i understand why the colonies are like eh, no absolutely not like when they go in the most recent season they go to balmoral i think they've probably been there in other previous seasons mm-hmm. but it's like that is owned by that family yeah like it's not the property of the british people it's just been passed down since queen victoria yeah, it. What were those the uh, Mr. Brown days? I think so. I think she bought it because she was like so enamored of the Scottish Highlands. Which bitch, Hachi I get Hachi. it. Go I, off. I get it. I get it. And again, for my girls who are ever thinking about watching Outlander, uh, I would love for everyone to affirm me. And Dougal McKenzie is pretty hot. He's got a little something. He's got a little something going on. There. Yeah, yeah. He's got. A, he's got like a Craig element. Yeah. I is he also a balded? Man, he's, he's balded. Yes, yeah, and he has like type. blue eyes and like twinkly eyes. They're, yeah, twinkly is a good word for Craig. You know, eyes. like kind of, they got like a little dance in them. You know, a little mischief. Yes, very that. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I mean their wealth is is insane. Yeah. To me, and then I mean like the Mountbatten family also. Mm. Very wealthy. Do you know that Dickie, Charles Dance's character? Yeah, I love Charles Dance. I can't remember who played, who played him in the first season. Was it... I don't remember. It wasn't the woman, the man that is married to... I think it is. The man that was married to Emma Thompson. Oh. What's his name? We're going to struggle yes. with, with names. Why, what in, is in our his defense, name? Your Honor, there are like 200 actors in this show. What is that guy's name? He's like a, uh, a big Greg deal. Wise. Right? Oh, that's that's her current husband. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, okay. Think, I think he was the I one thought you were talking about the director... The yeah, De- Greg, Greg Wise played Lord Mountbatten for. Hey, that's great. Um, Good for him. Oh, you're t- you're talking about her first husband, and why am I forgetting his name? He's, I don't know because we actually almost did a full month on his. He's movies. vitally important, and yet I can't. remember Oh my his god! Name. And I, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, Kenny Branny, Kenny Branny. We used to talk about Kenny Branny a lot. Very that. You know, there's a bunch of people whose names have come up a bunch. You know, there are some surprise like moments in this show, like Jeremy Northam being in there. Bitch, I love Jeremy Northam. He. He has Faye Trickster vibes. He does. You know who else does? Kind of maybe the, perhaps the original. Who? Donald Sutherland. Oh, he's creepy as hell, though. You know what? In the 70s, though? Give me a call. Let me see this. 
I, you're not going to agree with me, and that's okay. Um, speaking of hotties, Daniel Ings playing Mike Parker. I don't agree with you. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't, and I didn't, I'm like, I'm not here for you to rubber stamp my crushes. He's got malevolent eyebrows. Yeah, and I like that, Lindsay. It's Faye Trickster. <laughs> we were just talking about, oh, Heather Holla Thompson having... <laughs> Thompson does have malevolent eyebrows but that feels different (laughs) Donald Sutherland Sutherland has never appeared on my tv set and screamed holla like so many times that's different it's different um okay I guess we got sidetracked there's so much it's so this is such a a rich text so let's start just so season one was was, they have uh Claire Foy Vanessa Kirby Claire Foy as Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, Vanessa Kirby as Princess Margaret. Uh-huh. Matt um, Smith as Philip. And famously, Jared Harris, Richard Harris's son. I always forget that. I learned it for the first time last summer. My mind was absolutely and blown. when you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. But like, he's not as cute as his dad. It's not possible, girl. It simply isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jared Harris plays their father, Birdie, mm-hmm. from which the King's the Peach. The King's Peach. How funny that... Um, Helena Bonham Carter has played Princess Margaret and her mother. Yes. You know what I should dig up? Uh, and we should go back to doing show notes again because that was fun. I was reading That was fun. Yeah. Uh, there was a video that came out around the time of the first season of The Crown or like when Netflix was realizing it was a big deal. And they asked all of these British celebrities to name their favorite royal. Oh, God. And so many of them were like, oh, well, it has to be the queen herself. Simply not. It's like... Go off, girl. Give us what? nothing. Somebody said Philip, and I was like, "You good, <laughs> Bamry? You you okay?" I mean, for me, the answer is Margaret, and there is simply no other the answer. The answer is Margaret. I think a few fun people said Margaret. If we're talking about the ones that are currently with us, it's Harry. Yeah, it's Harry. That's the only right answer. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone said Charles. Why would they, girl? Why would they? I don't know. We'll look it up. But mm. so first season is mostly about um early days. Early days. So like I think the first episode is Philip renouncing all of his titles and becoming a member of the Anglican Church so that he can marry uh, Elizabeth. Now, That's the right. entire first season, he's like acting like marrying her was doing her a favor. He is an absolute asshole. Well, the thing about Matt Smith is that he has all of the charm that God gave paste. <laughs> And so he's really not bringing a lot to the role. And he left his dress eyebrows at home. (laughs) It's, I have a game that we're going to play later and it plays into this. And the the choice is obvious on that one. Anyway. Well, I mean, and it's like, was Philip as awful? It's hard to say because first I think he first season was. he was absolutely wretched monster. Second season, mostly monstrous. Yeah. But then at the very last episode, he's like, maybe I'm not. And then yeah, he doesn't. He says something to her like, "I didn't cheat on you." Of course, I didn't cheat on you. Yeah, and she's it's like, like, "I can look away." But she's like, literally no, given me, me no reason right. to think. Right. Of course. And then third season, when when um, Tobias the Menzies, Tobias the Menzies comes in, he's like perhaps the most charming character of them all. He like set it's. It's the twinkly eyes of it all. It is the twinkly eyes. Tobias Menzies, got, he's got like those little crinkles. I think it was Hannah Smith who told me that, I don't remember if it was her or her friend said that his breathing is calming to her. And I was like, yeah, it is. Like he, he just, he could kind of like, like sort of, he's, he does a lot of heavy breathing. Extremely good I also have never seen someone wrinkle vertically the way he does. <laughs> he really has. How does that work? Good question. Okay, so first season is a lot of like her kind of learning the ropes of how to 
not really govern, but to be a quote-unquote sovereign. But, like, all this is kind of happening while, like, countries are gradually breaking away from the British Empire. Yeah, which is not as highly played upon as you would think. It's like one or two episodes talk about it. did you know that Dickie was the last viceroy of India? No. Isn't that crazy? There's also a movie, I believe, with, um, with Gillian Anderson called The Last Viceroy. That, you know, did some anglicizing, romanticizing about that whole situation. Uh, enough. En- enough. Um, I would say, like, big story points in the first season were the broken engagement of uh, Margaret, Margaret and, what is his name? Peter Townsend. Well, not broken so much as it never he, happened. Wasn't he married? He had, No, he divorced. Okay. And so... Elizabeth was like... With the expectation that he was going to get to marry Margaret? No, no. I mean, like, Just they, he had already been divorced. Okay. Like, I think she left him. Okay. Or like, cheated on him. And Elizabeth, thinking in good faith that she could grant this, was like, when you're 25, I can give you the okay to marry him. But in the meantime, yep. like, you just need to not. And then when she turned 25, um, I think it was the prime minister who was like you actually don't get a say the house of lords gets to vote on that and we're not going to because he's divorced yikes and so she had to be like you can't really uh, marry this guy and she's like i'll never marry again i'll never love again next season he's getting married and she's like okay well anyway but i would say the the one main thing that i learned from the first season was about the great smog yeah that's crazy insane so I had forgotten about it entirely, and I was just reading before we started recording about how apparently where London is situated, it's like historically had bad air quality. Like even before not the not Industrial Revolution, <laughs> like like even in the 1600s, it yeah, was like I mean, really I bad. Can kind of tell that, but I, I think it's like the air like circulation over the city or something is kind of weird. But apparently in 1952, it just reached a boiling point and. People died, you said? Yeah, people died. Um, like, a, a not small number of people God, died. so And I'm awful. trying to remember, like, what that was even attributed to. Like, what the deaths were. But I, it, it was some... Uh, one paper suggested that 6,000 people died in the following 6, month. 6,000? So, okay, it caused major disruption by reducing visibility and even penetrating indoor areas far, uh, far more severely than previous... Um, this is straight from Wikipedia. For than previous smog events called P-supers. Government medical reports in the following weeks estimated that up to 8 December, so this this thing went on from uh, December 5th to uh, Tuesday, December the 9th, but by the second to last day, 4,000 people had died as a direct result of the smog, and 100,000 were made ill by the smog's effect on the human respiratory tract. Damn. So then, like, another paper estimated that 6,000 people died from it. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was just for a couple of days? It was for four days. Damn. Yeah. Um, and it, like, lasted, I mean, way longer than people usually expected. Ugh. I, that is kind of insane that 4,000 people died from an environmental event. I know. Oh, and you know what? Actually, this has been studied a lot at Texas A&M. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so that uh, was nutty to me. I mean, I don't know why I would have heard of that. Um, I mean, it's like a big event. Like, it's crazy that we hadn't. I know. I feel like also in this show, every time she gives birth, they're like, eh, pass it on. <laughs> like, it's just so not an event. One forgets that she has four children. One does forget. One also uh, distinctly forgets the fourth child, the fourth child's name, Edward, all the time. I forget about him simply all the time. 
So we have the one who's going to become king. Yeah. Anne who rules. Edward we was in... Andrew who is a sex pest. Yeah. And Edward was in this most recent season. Yeah. When she's like trying to determine it's, which of her children is her favorite. And where have I seen that kid? I don't know. He's... Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, anyway, um, so season two... Season two, it starts to pick up a little bit. So as the pot starts to boil. Margaret uh, is... Now that What's-His-Nuts cannot be her husband. Peter Townsend. Peter Townsend. She's out on the field a little bit more. I mean, this is in the 60s, too, so shit is getting fun. Or, the, like, it was more like late 50s. Yes, yeah. and the fashions are there. But the fashions are there. The fashions are it. So she starts seeing Anthony Armstrong Jones, mm. which the family, like, they wouldn't let her marry Peter Townsend. Yeah. But then they do background on this guy, and they're like, oh, he's, like, sleeping with half the town. And then, like, the guy who's giving the information, I think it's the private secretary, um, says, like, says something like, those are the natural relations we haven't touched on the men. <laughs> and he's a bi-king. We stand. He has so many children. Does he? I think he has a couple of children that were not from... I mean, he... A marriage. He was busy. He stayed busy. Um, he was, he was his, a cute man. He was booked. Yeah, you know, that's... Um, I was surprised by yeah. that one. There were certain photos of him that I was like, honestly, he's kind of cuter than Matthew Good sometimes. Oh, you take that back. Matthew Good's chin is not doing... It's not keeping up. He's... Girl. It's not keeping up. He's very good. He's very good. <laughs> he's very good. And Vanessa Kirby... Gorgeous. So pretty. These clothes look incredible on her. Mm-hmm. Their relationship is fun to watch. She's a party girl, too, which I love. Yes. Like a real through line bon of her vivant. character, a very bon vivant, uh, is that she just really spends a lot of time sitting around singing show tunes. And I You live. must celebrate it. You know, she and Elizabeth Taylor had kind of like an antagonistic relationship. Really? Uh-huh. There's also rumors that she had an affair with Mick Jagger. Uh, who wouldn't back then? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I guess the other big storyline of season two was um, Philip being on that like five month boat, boat thing trip with the boy from Lovesick, his friend Daniel Ings. Yes, who just indiscreetly was like riding back to their gentleman's lunch club and was like, "The prince is having an awful good time. Girls are riding his little peen left and right. Like it's like just which nutty. The show tries to act like that was out of thin air. The show is, I think having to walk a very, very tricky line. And that's exactly what sued. Tobias Menzies said. The show is walking a politically fine line. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, they, I think that they're they... They're very careful to not be too sympathetic or too credulous, but they're also... They're too sympathetic, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I... Uh, but they, they're not... They don't paint these people as, like... These are definitely national heroes. They should absolutely be in no. this elevated position. No. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's there, the question mark on that is, like, whether he cheated on her or not. But somehow this, like, manipulative bastard comes back and is like, well, if you really want me to stay, uh, you need to actually grant me the title of prince once and for all. Um, no, I don't. No. I would say the only other thing that really stuck out to me from that uh, season is... Um, the weird episode where Charles is at school. Oh, where... the Eaton episode. No, it's not Eaton. It's, um... Oh, it's that... Yeah, no, that... It's not Eaton. You're right. I it's can't that... remember the name. It's in Scotland. It's an intense school that Philip had gone to. Philip had gone there. He had started to go in Germany, but the school runner was Jewish, and mm. so he, like, 
took up a school in Scotland, and that's okay. where he moved there. But, like, he was there when his sister, his favorite sister, died in the plane crash. Oh. Um, yeah, it was terrible. I don't think I knew that about him. I guess I forgot it. Yeah, he had, like, a really sad upbringing. Didn't, yeah, he and his... His mom had, like, some, some mental illness and was sort he, of, He, like, like, escaped on a, like, a boat full of, like, a crate of fruit or something? Yeah, they were ex- um, exiled, like, when he was a baby. But why, though? From Greece. Uh, well, let's take a quick look that he looks extremely Northern European and was somehow in charge of Greece as a baby. Right. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. I'm like, I think that like the people of Greece were maybe right to exile him. I mean, yes, that, that family, I don't know how they came upon their wealth, their wealth or becoming the sovereigns of Greece. I, I just won't even like caution a guess, but it's not entirely surprising. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there whatever. wasn't, wasn't there a moment in season, well, season two is also when the Kennedys come to visit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I did not think that those Kennedy impersonations were particularly Um, yeah. Good. Why would you hire Michael C. Hall to, to do this? Looks nothing like him, sounds nothing like him. And that woman was fine, I suppose, but. She was no Natalie Portman. Girl. You want to talk about robbery. Okay. I, you know what? That was interesting to me, though, that, um. I didn't realize that, what was it, the queen had all the bells rung. Like, when every they, minute they for, landed? No, when he died. Oh, God. Like, they felt like a weird kinship. But they were around the same age, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah, like they were very sad. Um, so, like, unprecedented. She, I guess, released some statement and then had the bells rung every minute for an hour. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. Which someone was like, are you sure? And she was like, don't question me like yeah yeah do it um so that was kind of crazy there, you know what pissed me off in that season too is that she gets her famous haircut oh my god i was gonna Phil- say philip shreds her over it <laughs> like, and i'm sorry he was not wrong it he was, was so not stupid. wrong he was not <laughs> he was entirely such wrong. an asshole i guess what was that that's that sex scandal that like they again the show was like maybe maybe not the thing the uh yeah the uh <clears throat> Profimo Pro- scandal, Pro- scandal yeah. which essentially was like um, a politician was implicated for having a relationship with this like young model, um, and then it was sort of in like a weird hookup sex ring that was presided over by Phillips' doctor. Uh, doctor, yeah, and he also did portraits of people that were um, his pervy friends <laughs> and. There was a portrait found of Philip that the royal family paid a lot to, like, take back. Um, it seems like... I don't know. I mean, maybe... I, I guess if you're them, you probably want to, like, cover up anything that could remotely be a thing. But I'm like, if it's just his doctor, like, I don't feel like... But it's like, like the Streisand effect. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Um, yeah. And, I don't know. It comes up again in later seasons, and they're very upset about it still. But it to, to me, I was like, this really isn't greatly interesting to me oh we also don't talk about margaret's house in season two which was very fun and cute because she was like getting to decorate it the way she wanted to and elizabeth was like oh yes you've got excellent taste like basically elizabeth is kind of like she has that with margaret and she has it when she meets jackie where she's kind of like i can't help it that i'm kind of a drab person like i'm not very interesting i don't have like flashy taste and things i'm kind of a country girl like i like to go hunt you know um, and she and the the sibling dynamic between Elizabeth and Margaret is very interesting to me. I I find any time that there is 
a famous family with like two girls. Mm-hmm. I'm just always like, tell me everything, you know? And um, it's like Margaret's the fun one because obviously she doesn't have any real responsibilities other than but to be neither like. Neither does Elizabeth. Truly, she doesn't. Um, but Elizabeth, I think, like, thinks that she does. It's like she just takes herself she too seriously. She just buys the delusion, and yeah. the whole family is very intent on keeping it up for her. Yeah. It's insane. She just takes herself extremely, extremely seriously. Yeah. Season, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, it's just like, it's interesting to see what, I mean, this is maybe based on nothing, but it's kind of like, to see her kind of like think about herself and her image a little bit more in season two. Mm-hmm. And I think also part of it is that she's like a mom and she's like in her mid thirties and just right. like, it kind of hit me where I was like, Ooh, girl, I feel that where you're kind of like, who am I? And why do I look like this now? <laughs> you I know? Mean, yeah, it was, yeah, not great. No that haircut. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So the thing he said to her, you didn't say I mean, that. Yeah. He was like, aren't you trying to inspire me to give you more children? <laughs> what an asshole. I think it's awful. It's <sighs> terrible. I will say Matt Smith does the voice really well in an entertaining yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to to be on the show. Truly. But uh, I do kind of enjoy hearing his kind of pinched nasally. Yeah. Voice. I don't think that he was worth the money that they spent no, on him. No, this is the most expensive show they've ever made. Yeah, and you can tell. It, it the, looks The setting. Expensive. Especially there's a scene in season four where Charles and Diana are in Australia and there is a massive crowd of extras in period garb. I mean. Massive. Diana's, okay, well, we're going to get to season four. Her Ooh, clothes her. and stuff are fun. Season three is when they switch it up. Mama, mm-hmm. mama. And the way they did this transition was really cute to me. They, like, show the back of Olivia Coleman's head, and uh-huh. she's, like, looking at her portrait as played by Claire Foy, and then, like, her new one, and she's like, I've aged just a little bit, huh? And, which was a cute intro. Now, a thing about us is Olivia Coleman has done nothing wrong. I, she's she's without, without sin. sin. <laughs> she brought so much to this. Yeah. Like, her line deliveries, I don't feel like they give her as much to do. Season four, they do a little more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a But she's so fun when she's on she's screen. She's so fun. She's just, like, captivating. She and Tobias Menzies have a very good Sweet chemistry. chemistry, yeah. And I, you, I love to see the look on people's faces, and I, a dear listener, I'm sorry, I can't be there to see this when you find out that both she and Tobias Menzies are in fact only 46 years old. Is that right? Both of them are 46 years old. Oh, so I was looking up his deal a moment ago. Um, yeah, his deal is that he's just cool. He's extremely, <laughs> very private though. So yeah. he's never been married and the only person he's been publicly linked with is Kristen Scott Thomas. Hot. Oh my God. Hot. That's hot. An incredible couple. We have to love that. We love that. I don't think it's recent, unfortunately, but I'm like, get back together. I'm going to have to see pictures of that I don't even one. know if there are any, but it was like, it just said like, he's a very private person. I'm like, well, that sucks. It's I weird seeing photos of him just before the vertical uh, Lines? wrinkles came into place. <laughs> he was like hot, hot as a young man. Was he now? Yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah, no, I know. You weren't expecting it. That there is, were you? They were dating in like the 90s, though, this looks like. He also brought a lot of charm to a character that really could have been uh, troublesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I f- oh, I was going to say, and also Philip. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, he just, he has like, there's a likability to his face. Yeah. He, um, there is one episode that I felt was, 
it's character development, but it's like a little ham-handed because I guess they just don't really have much to say, but they're trying to like talk about his midlife crisis. I liked this episode a lot. Okay. I, I, I know like uh, that's not a popular opinion. I've it did have that little about it. beady-eyed guy that we love. Okay. Actually, Lindsay, we like can't make fun of him because he has a disease. Oh, does he really? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's What's very, it's very rare. I mean, if, honestly, I bet if I were to search beady-eyed. <laughs> He's British really cute, actor. I think. Oh, she's backtracking. She's moonwalking. No, I mean, I think he is cute, truly, but, like, he um, is... No, uh, what is his name? Because they put really big glasses on him. Um, yeah. He plays the priest, Dean something. Yes. Um, Priest actor. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, come, Dean Robin Woods. But we've seen him in other things that we've he was watched. In, he was in Woman in Black. Oh, yes. Oh, Um, that's right. I have got to find the actor's name. I'm trying Um, to. Um, This is one of those express.co.uk is where it's like, uh, you could just tell me the answer, but you're going to make me scroll. Tim Tim McMullen is the actor's name. Um, Because you and I have joked about he has like an extremely British looking face, but it it looks extremely British. it, It basically looks like his eyes are half closed, which feels very like someone doing an impression of a British person looking down on you. Yes. But in fact, there, he has like a very rare condition. Well, he's cute, but, um, what is it called? Tim, do you know? Oh, he was also in Shakespeare in Love. Well, because <laughs> trademarks on IMDb are small, half-closed eyes <laughs> and back of larynx voice. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, BPES. It's a genetic condition. There's causing a narrowing of the eye opening and droopy eyelids. There's something about him that reminds me of Papa, our grandfather. I, I don't see that at all. Oh, I do. Okay, well, um, but that's fine. Uh, well, he was also in The Queen, which we've never... We've never watched The Queen. We should watch that. It was, it was a period piece, technically. I mean, it's like... It was... What was it? Was that a very light period. Was it when, like, Diana died? It was right... Yeah. It was made nine years after Diana's death, about the days right after Diana's death. So it's an extremely like, light period, but, but, but... Yeah, but, like... It's Helen Mirren. Yeah, but who's asking for that? Like, who wants to know, like... What was she up to when Diana died? Do you know what? Honestly, it feels a lot like that episode of season three of The Crown, the heartbreaking one. Oh, yep. With the mining town. Yep. Um, and readers, listeners, if you haven't watched The Crown and you want to, um, and you are inclined to cry frequently, like I am, mm-hmm. there's an episode in season three, um, and I can't remember the name of it. I'm looking it up right now. But I would skip it, honestly. I thought it was very interesting. It is. It's um, extremely hard to watch. It is extremely hard to watch, and you don't really have a lot of warning if you're not a British person who was not aware of this. Yeah. Um, it's the episode, the episode is called Aberfan, and it's about Aberfan. The, the Aberfan, um, mining, pant glass school, like, mining accident. It's horrible. Like, all these children's school... Like the mine caved in, right? I guess. Uh, essentially, I think there was like was too like much avalanche? sediment at the peak of yeah. the mine because of like extensive rain and mm-hmm. the days leading up to it, and there was an avalanche, and it all went directly to the town school, like the primary school. So it's like all these little kids were mm-hmm. like buried alive. Yeah. Awful, so, awful, awful. And the, the point of the episode is how the queen handled it, which was piss poor. Like, well, but she she has these like extremely codified set of behaviors that like she does not feel comfortable like getting out of like she it it blocks her access to humanity in a way yes and that's a thing too this is i feel like if you're going to be a leader you have to be somebody who is like trying to lead for the times you live in and not 
like, you know, the discussion about, like, constitutional originalists or, like, what did the founding fathers want? And it's like, I don't really give a shit right. what those men wanted. That tweet that was like, they didn't know what a germ was. Right. Like, I, what do we want to be as a country now? Mm-hmm. What do we want from our leaders now? Because the queen, I feel like, yeah, she's there's she's got the weight of, like, generations of people doing things a certain way. But it's like, baby. Like, I know there's also probably an element where it's like, I'm a female sovereign, so I have to, like... You know, like be strong and tough or whatever. But I'm like, those people were effing clowns. Like, I mean, look back like five generations in your own family, baby. And they are doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. You can go comfort those people. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's so much of why they like despise Diana is that they didn't understand why she was so good with people. She had a fully open heart. She had a fully open heart. Look, we we love Diana. We know she's mess. <laughs> she's mess. The AC is here again today. Yeah, she's she's the third girl in this podcast. <laughs> I guess we should also note that they changed actors for Lord Snowden as well. Um, oh yeah, and not as good, not um, as hot. Also, that relationship they Sours. start to get divorced in season three, and he's been cheating on her basically the, the whole time. Yeah. But it's clear that. The family likes him better than they like Margaret. Oh my god, when she that heartbreaking scene where she's like, I need you all to shut him out because he's not even trying to hide his affairs anymore. Yeah. He clearly wants to leave me. And they're all like, but he was so lovely at Abathan. I mean, girl. It was Helen Bonham Carter is cutting up in this role. She is cutting up. Okay, other things that were fun to me. Okay, you were you were hinting about the the astronaut episode with the the um uh, midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. Where Philip is like, he basically is like, you see glimpses of the Matt Smith character kind of coming back where he's got this bravado and he wants to talk to these great big explorers and he's like feeling that he needs some grander purpose in life. So some he, astronauts are coming to visit. Is that the, the astronauts that landed on the moon are coming to visit. So yeah. he asked for, and is like reluctantly granted like a 15 minute private audience with them. And he's yeah. thinking that he's going to connect with them on like, we're all pilots. Right. And it is, I love this scene. Yeah. It's so awkward. They're sneezing half the time. They're like, Oh, we all got colds. Yeah. And he asked them questions like, what was it like up there? And he like, they're not grasping that he's asking like a big, existential question because they're like men in their 20s they're like 22 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can kind of see it dawning on him that he's like maybe i will go join that bible study yeah it's like youth is wasted on the young kind of thing very that you know very that uh charles dance has some fun this season too because he is playing dickie, dickie. um and dickie, dickie is Randall. dickie is problematic yeah like he steps in to be like a father character to charles um and he basically is like get out there have some fun stick it wherever you want and then when charles like falls in love he's like not hurt i didn't mean that didn't mean that he also tries to plan a coup like that was insane (laughs) wait i don't remember that dickie tries to plan a coup and this is like noted like he was involved with some conservatives and they were essentially trying to there was like a very terrible period of inflation the country was furious and Both they were 70s like were notoriously just everyone was struggling shit with show. That. they yeah. devalued the pound during that time clearly not enough for it to be remotely affordable to shop there but like right. you know it just a lot going on but yeah he, Dickie tried to plan a coup um this there's also the youth uh Charles and Anne are both dating the Parker Bowleses before they were the Parker Bowleses like where they were just dating each other what was Andrew Parker Bowles's deal you know was he supposed to be some hot hot shit or something cause like from what I've 
read or consumed about the royal family. It seems like Charles and Camilla always, like, loved each other. But mm-hmm. really, several people on one of the articles is, or um, uh, one of the Who Weekly groups, somebody was talking about the crown. And someone was talking about Charles and Camilla and how they should have just gotten married in the first place. But they were like, Camilla really wanted to marry Andrew Parker yeah. Bowles. Like, she oh, he had a COVID-19. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <fine. laughs> it's just like part of his personal life was... Well, so did Charles and Camilla. Charles and, Charles and Camilla. They got it, too. Yeah. Yeah. The rich people all got it at the beginning. Funny. And and uh, now they're like, oh, now that there's tests, like, y'all can go rot. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's, I mean, that's just the truth of it. That's how it's happening. But, like, this guy was not even that cute. What, what was the deal here? He looks so English. Was he really, really, really rich? I think that he was just, like, sporty. And, I mean, yeah, he was, like, very well-connected and very rich. The sportiness of this crowd, I can't. I find it simply very boring. I find it so dull. I'm um, like, ugh. Yeah. Why? So, I mean, they, basically, like, Andrew Parker Bowles and Camilla were kind of taking a break from each other, and, like, he was sleeping with Anne, but Anne was like, I know what this is, and I'm not interested in anything more. And Charles was like, bitch, I love you. I'm never going to stop loving you to Camilla. You know, they are... We, I was talking about this mom and dad the other day, because I find both of them to be pretty deeply charmless. Charles and Camilla? Yeah. I'm actually really happy for them. But I'm happy for them. I think that, like... They, there would have been a lot less heartache in the world had Charles just been permitted to marry her when he wanted to. But at to. the same time, I don't think she was, like, that keen on him at the time. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because, like, there's a scene in season four where Anne tells Charles, because he's been hand-wringing about Diana for so long. Yeah. She's like, I don't think this is the Romeo and Juliet situation that you imagine, because if she wanted to leave him, she would have left him. Right. Anne is, like, ever the voice of reason. Right. Uh, Anne also has one of my very favorite moments in season three where she's driving around. It's always funny to think that the girls were just allowed to drive themselves. I know. But she's driving around listening to Starman by David Bowie and she goes, let the children boogie. Boogie. Did I talk about this last week? No, you didn't, but it is so funny. The way she says boogie. Boogie. That was one of those ones where I had to like rewind it (laughs) again and again. I mean, it's what it says in the song. It's so funny. Boogie. children boogie. (laughs) I also I was like jealous of someone being rich and young in England at and that the, time. Yeah, no, no question. What a fun time. They're also, I love when Philip gets on the intercom and just goes, sweet tea, sweet tea, sweet tea, relationship until sweet. she showed up. The relationship <laughs> yeah. is sweet. I love that he's just like, she's my favorite dog. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and like watching it, I was like, she's clearly his favorite. Oh, absolutely. Um, she's like the most. Because she just is so like him. She's yes. like sporty and she's like. kind of brash. Brash and mean, but yeah. it's like so cute. And she's the only girl. Right, Which, right. you know, I don't it, know. I think I, sometimes there's certain men where it's like, that's my girl. That's my y- girl, you know. Yes. But I love that episode because I think like the private secretary is like, uh, Madam, I think uh, His Royal Highness is trying to get in touch with you. And she goes, oh, no, he would call me cabbage. I am not sweetie. <laughs> sweetie. Um, the, I mean, season three was just fun. Of course, we have, like, Margaret having her fling with that young man. Mm. That was fun mm-hmm. to me. She also has, like, a, a near-death experience with drugs, which there's a very sweet moment with Elizabeth and Margaret after that. Yes. Where she's like, if you were trying to make me imagine what life would be like without you, it would be intolerable. Ugh, so it's sweet. Like, so sweet. It's like, you guys act like you don't really care for each other. And yet, I, I know that I you do. I get the impression that Elizabeth is always just pretty supportive of Margaret. Yeah. No, totally. Except and for, like, when Margaret, like, totally takes attention away from her. Truly. But there were, like, there were a couple episodes or moments in, like, season one or two, maybe, where Philip seems baffled by Elizabeth's, like, tolerance of Margaret's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, she's my sister. And right. I just, I'm just here. There are it, so you know? many cute photos of them as 
kids together. Because I think they were basically each other's only friends. I, I mean, who else could you hang out with? I would also encourage you for a cute moment to YouTube um, the audio of Elizabeth giving her first address to the nation it when she was 12. So, that is so cute. It, it is, is adorable. Really cute. And again, I say this as someone who is not like a monarchist. No. But it was an address to the other children of the Commonwealth who were sent to live away from their parents during the Blitz. Which, and what a moment that was. I know, I always forget about that, but that's like the whole conceit of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Paddington. And Paddington! <laughs> um, they really did look so much like each other when they were younger. They, Elizabeth they and Margaret. They really did, they really did. Season and honestly, four, when they were like young, young, like they're young, young, Elizabeth was kind of cuter. Yeah, that didn't but last then, long. But then responsibility wore on her, I guess. Yeah, Margaret stayed... She just had a joie de vivre more. She did. She was just fun. She's just fun. Um, I won't spoil too much of season four. Obviously, Diana is going to be a huge part of it. Emma Mm. Corrin. Emma Mm -hmm. Corrin, like, okay, I was... My whole thought was, like, she looks like her. I'll wait this out till like, the real star, Elizabeth Debicki, rolls in for... No, she's doing great. She's doing a really good job. Okay, I'm only halfway through season four, but I have to say, I am charmed as shit by Diana's life pre-Charles. Yeah. Just like being young and in her 20s. Or she wasn't even in her 20s. Girl, she was 19. She did not make it to she her 20s. She was 19. Being young and in her teens, like living in London in her mm-hmm. little flat with her buddies. I mean, even that scene where they go to the disco, like, they talk about this on You're Wrong About. They're like, yeah. there's this, like, myth of disco Diana. She probably went out once or twice, but she, like, didn't super drink, like, at yeah. all. And well, I mean, there's like people were like, yeah, she got around. And it was like, no, there's every reason to believe she was a virgin when she got with Charles too. Like, right. she really was like, she'd been and, like protected. She'd gone to all girls school. Yeah, and she was like a hella introvert. Her yeah, whole life. And also the bitch hat style. Okay, honestly, I could lose <laughs> hours looking at photos of Diana. It hours. It is outfit inspiration my, out the yang. I think my very favorite look of hers is mom jeans, t-shirt. Uh-huh. Laser baseball cap. Do you know the photo? Yes. Yeah. And like sneakers, right? Or did she have boots? She tucked her jeans into boots. Well, I let think. me. Okay, Diana. Um, blazer. It might have even cap. been like a sweatshirt under her blazer. It was. It was a t-shirt. So it okay. Was like at, yeah, it was boots. It was at an event. Oh yes. no, you're right. It was a sweatshirt. Yeah. And it says British Isle Foundation. Because she had. So, yes, it's such a good. You would wear that. You I would totally wear you that. Know, it's a li- like. I think it works for her because she is very skinny, though. That's, Like, yeah. I, I would have to kind of pull a few things in a bit for that to work on my but body like, style. But, like, the many, many um, bike shorts and sweatshirt combo outfits. too. Chic, bitch. She, Unbelievable. Yeah, the sweatshirt bike short combo is Un- killer. Unrivaled. Truly. She was so good. She was I, undefeated. Her, like, going shopping around town. Okay, this picture, killer. Girl. All white. All white shirt, all white pants, cinched big belt, like long laser. It's funny because sometimes, like, I think when William and Kate got married, people were like, Kate is like Diana. She's like, No, she could no, she not. She cannot. Not. She wants what Diana had. I like, think, it just won't happen. And I also wonder if there's, I mean, not to put too much stock in a, the birth order of it all, but like, Diana's kind of like freewheeling personality. She's the youngest daughter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, she. She also just was like, look, this family doesn't like me, so I'm going to do me. Like, <laughs> I think at a certain point, she was like, I, I will never make you happy, so I'm not going to wear this stupid little frock. Right. Like, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about how, like, she reminds us of mom a little bit. And it's like, they are the same age. Like, within a couple of months of each other in age. There, I was shocked on Twitter.com to discover, because I, I always thought, like, I guess moms like her. 
I and I think I, in my mind I was like it's probably just like Western moms. All of these girls who have like African mothers were like no 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 like my mother worshipped Diana. Really? Yes. Like it was um, it's fascinating. And this other this other person tweeted. I think it's also a white woman. Uh, she was like, I was born. I remember that. Did yes. you see this? Yes, I she saw She was this. like, I was born premature. <laughs> and like nine, in 1997. 1997. And like nine days after I was born, my mom ran screaming into the room. She's dead. She's dead. And my father panicked. And then until he realized she was talking about her friend, Princess Diana. <laughs> not her real friend. I remember like, Diana's death vividly. Yeah, Do you remember I, it? No, I was, I actually did not know who she was when she died. I no. Was, I, well, I was very young. And you, you were really upset about it. I, I was. That. Okay, so this is a, a weird thing. There was a while where we kind of had, like, it was, like, a half-joking family lore that, like, whenever we left a place, something shitty happened, like, Always. a month later. No, it still happens that way. So, in 1995, um, when I was nine, I went to France for the first time with mm-hmm. my parents and grandparents. And Molly was with our other set of grandparents. And we were on the metro the metro in paris like on the way back to the airport on our last day there and some guy got on and mom doesn't speak any french but french and spanish have enough in common that she could like pick up bits and pieces you know sometimes you'll get somebody get on the subway and just like start ranting and raving to the whole car yeah this guy did that but my mom picked up the words children and blood and she was like we're getting the hell off like at the next stop we Mm -hmm. got off and then we continued our journey from there and like, three days later, there was a bombing, like, at that same subway station. Okay. It was not great. I always forget about that. And then in 1997, I had just been to England for the first time when I was 11, and um, that was the last trip before you came with us. Mm-hmm. And we were there in July of 97, and then, I mean, Diana died in Paris, but it's still, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she was, like, an English, you know, persona. Icon. And, um, yeah, so... Was that, that was that John Mulaney thing where his mom accused him of killing Princess <laughs> yeah. Diana? Princess Diana was killed last night in Paris with her lover, Dodie Al-Fayed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, does, that has happened to us a number of times. I remember that hotel we stayed at in Italia. In um, Israel, in yeah. Israel was bombed. It was like um, at a wedding, like a couple months later. And then, um, what was the next place we went? I don't remember if anything happened after we went to Italy. But there's just been a couple of weird, like, coincidences. No, not after... Well, the Berlusconi was very much there when we were there. <laughs> the Paris um, bombing happened, I think, like a year after we'd been in Paris. Yes. And the then subway bombing. It really came to a head the last time, as a whole family, we were in England. We're literally, that was the year of the riots. Every time we left a city, the rioting followed us. Oh my God, I forgot about the riots. Yeah, like it was in London. Yeah. We After we left London, the riots began. We went up to Liverpool, they were there. Yeah. Um, that, that shit was crazy. Manchester, yeah. Anyway, season four, um, also, oh my god, I can't believe I was just going to like forget about this Margaret one before Thatcher? I to our next game. Yes. Um, Gillian Anderson. Hot. Who is famously um, a hot woman, <laughs> plays Margaret Thatcher, who is famously Not. an evil crone. <laughs> um, but she... Gillian is... Hotter than she has any. She, it's, I it's always like, forget no, she's not like, British. It's like girl. Not right. No, she's she's she is. She was. She, she was dual born citizenship. in Chicago. She has dual citizenship. Okay. She was like partially raised in the UK. Okay. Okay. Um, but she. Oh, what? hold on. Uh, <laughs> what? Do you know who her current partner is? Someone hot. Peter Morgan, creator of The Crown. 
Okay. Since 2016. He also directed Frost Nixon, The Queen, mm-hmm. uh, Longford, which we never watched. We haven't. Uh, damn. Okay. okay. He's All got right. five children. Whew. We also have the introduction of the IRA in this. Um, yes. This season. And I'll be curious to see how that. They completely skipped over the uh, attempt to kidnap Princess Anne. Uh, oh, God. I mean, they probably chose the bigger story there, which was that they killed Dickie. Um, and several children, which was not okay. Damn. Um, do you know Jerry Adams, the, like, the Sinn Féin leader from yeah, the Yeah, yeah. That they wouldn't put on TV. Because his voice was too Or they would, like, dub over his <laughs> yeah. voice. Um, he, like, had a quote where he was like, yeah, we did, we did kill Dickie and those people, and it is sad, but, like, you're not acknowledging any of your, the deaths over here. Okay. And, like, he was asked to revisit that quote, like, 30 years later, like, do you feel bad about it? And he was like, I, you know, I feel maybe a slightly different context, but I never take back anything I've ever said. And I was like, whoa! Okay. That's kind of insane. Um, Damn, I'm looking at pictures of Gillian Anderson throughout the years and sweaty. <laughs> she's she, simply she's been only hot. getting better. She a, she actually is only getting better. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, her her turn as Margaret Thatcher, I felt, was more appropriately skewering. Yes. Uh, yeah. Than the absolute monstrosity that was Iron Lady. I need to know I never who directed it. that. Was it Margaret Thatcher's corpse? I never saw it. It was Lindsay. Didn't it care was, to. The most girl bossified version of like Margaret Thatcher was like, no one believed in her ability to privatize industries and put millions of people out of work, but she did it. <laughs> and it's like pathetic. Um, it was directed by Phyllida Lloyd. Who? <laughs> Big boobs. <laughs> she directed Mamma Mia. Girl, <laughs> what a turn. You were no. on top and then you flopped. Uh, no. Okay, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Is your is your dad like the leader of the conservative party? Why would you make this movie the way you made this movie? I don't I, I don't know, man. Bitch, I'm mad but when about it came it, so. out, it wasn't wasn't it the Bush years when that came no, it was out? 2011. Oh damn, really? Why? Read the room. I don't know. I mean, the 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 character as like the very fictional version of Margaret Thatcher as played by Meryl Streep has her charms. Um, but when you have not the real one, pull back and add the actual context of like what Margaret Thatcher believed and how she behaved. Mm-mm. Um, no. And then the show has a good job of like she is like a pick me ass bitch. Everything she's like the only woman who could handle the job because women are too emotional. Like the the kind of shit that like Granny would say, right? Or like any conservative commentator who just just like you know what? He, the, you, it's the tokenism. It's the tokenism, but also like. When push comes to shove, like, it's like... Baby, on, they'll sell you... They'll sell you out. For five extra dollars in their pocket. Yep. yep. It's like a You're Handmaid's convenient Tale. for them. You're a fig leaf for them. Yeah. And Handmaid's Tale, Serena's character was like a Tommy Lahren, and then is, like, shocked when she has to feel the consequences of what she... Yeah, like, that's... Right. And they, they show her, like, still... Like, she's at 10 Downing Street, still cooking for her retired husband. I'm like, aren't you supposed to run a country? Absolutely the She's hell got her favorite not. child, who is her son, and then, like, their episode, I love They're twins. That the dad is, like, bonding with the daughter, and he's like, you and I. <sighs> yeah. I, Listen, let me tell you what I don't do. I don't like cooking, generally. I mean, I'm like, I, I do if I have all the time in the world. I'm not a you. I don't like to cook. I like to cook. I know. I wish I did. I just don't. And so, Parker I'm is... I'm not you. I'm not like you in that way. Um... I'm not strong. I can't be like Jeffrey Garden. <laughs> it's like Parker cooks for us, like, a lot. Like, he cooks, like, 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he'll eat that I won't. And so he's like, what are you going to have for dinner tonight? And I'm like, I don't know, probably potatoes. But every once in a while, he'll make like a curry or something that's like specifically for me. And he works like a lot more than I do. If I, mean, I was the prime minister, honey. It wouldn't, it wouldn't honey. be me. I was just looking at, there was like a, an article that was like, when did Camilla and Andrew divorce? And then this, like, related article is Camilla, quote, not fussed in the slightest by the crown portrayal. And it was like, I bet you aren't. You had Emerald Fennel playing you. Young with, and hot. With ex- excessive charm. Because when you see pictures of actual young Camilla. Mm-mm. She's gotten, she's actually gotten cuter as she got older. She did get cuter as she got older. Because back in the day, I was like, there's really not much to see here. Probably the money of I it all I regret to well. inform you that I have found photos of Charles cute as well. He also, he's gotten more attractive in his 60s than he was in his, like, 40s. He's in his 70s, baby. 70s, that's right. But, like, there are the early years I think it's just because he's happy now. I don't think he's actually cute. No, but he does look better than he used to. He looked miserable with Diana the entire time. But the early years of him with Diana, like, where he looks kind of sporty, I can kind of see it. I just, like, it just is not right what they did. No, no, it's not. Honestly, Camilla looks like Granny. She does. Yeah. She does. Okay, so here is a game that I have prepared. Okay. And we'll have to play this a little bit layered with some of the actors. Okay. Okay. So, in most films, Uh period especially, they're doing great favors for the um, characters that have inspired, or the, the individuals who've inspired these characters. Here, I would say... Sometimes. Sometimes. It's a mixed bag. So let's start with um, Princess Anne. Oh, yeah. Actor okay. actor or real? Who's hotter? You know, I would say about even. I actually also say about I even. I think that she looks a lot like her. Okay, for Charles, to me, the choice is obvious. Oh, it's the actor. It's the actor. Way cuter. Yeah, Josh O'Connor, way cuter. Extremely doing him favors. Extremely very that. Anthony Armstrong Jones. I'm going to say Matthew Good. Okay, I I think I'm mostly going to say Matthew Good. Yeah. Anthony Armstrong Jones, very cute in his own right. But I will say this, when they retire him to the older actor, if you look at Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he looked like. I can't remember. Exactly. <laughs> at that point Anthony Armstrong Jones was cuter than him. Okay. Okay. Um, Season 3 The Crown. Princess Margaret. Mm, okay. Well, I hate to do this because she seems like a good time but honestly it's like Vanessa Kirby mm-hmm. hot and Helena Bonham Carter is so hot. cool she's hot she's really cool she's just like a fun person yeah I, I and that one it's like but Princess Margaret was cute I Princess mean Princess Margaret was cute it's a shame to say but like Vanessa Kirby and and Helena Bonham Carter which is funny they don't look anything like each other. Not at all. There was no continuity Not at all. whatsoever Not between at all. those two actors. But um, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, okay, yes. This actor that played him, uh, uh, Anthony, as an older man. Yeah, they, I've seen they, him in things, they, and like, he is cute. He's cute, but he's not as cute as actual Anthony was at that point. No, no. Actual Anthony did have really beautiful blue eyes, just like our Matthew Good. <laughs> he really did. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. What was the other one I was going to ask you? I mean, Winston Churchill. <laughs> neither girl like i love john lithgow but like with all this prosthesis and stuff too it was just not yeah I, it's a hard it's a hard one for me because sexually i really can't imagine it for either and i did tell Lindsay this and i hope this is like encouraging to all my like young boomer kings who watch the history channel not young sorry short boomer kings uh winston the churchill was like five six <laughs> 
and a Sagittarius. <laughs> the chaos. The chaos. Um, okay, the queen. The queen. Um, it's going to have to be Olivia Coleman. It's going to have to be Bo. And Claire Foy and for Claire me. Foy. This is, Philip to me is like two wolves are fighting inside of you for this one because like. Oh, it's Tobias Menzies, then Philip, then Matt Smith. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is because Philip, when he was a young man, I could, I'd see It him. was cute. Yeah. He was actually pretty, very cute. He was cuter than Matt Smith for sure. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yep. Um, Camilla, I mean. Camilla Emerald Fennel is hotter than her. Here's where it's going to get. As a young woman. Dice, dice. Diana. Mm, okay, actual Diana is incomparable. Like, you cute, baby, but you're also still, like, 18, 19. Uh-huh. I mean, I've seen Diana as... I mean, granted... But Diana, when she's older, it, like, looks... Emma Corrin, that, young, playing young 19-year-old Diana, I would say there are an equivalent levels of hotness. Because they look very, very they similar. They look extremely that similar. It was, like, such a good casting call. Uh, Diana this, was so this cute, This is where it gets dude. tricky with actual Diana and Elizabeth Debicki because they look <sighs> different and they're both hot. And I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to choose. I don't feel that I have to. I would to. like to see what kind of absolute hottie they hire later to play Dodie Fayed, who Ooh. wasn't as big a role in her life as um, she had a physician boyfriend for two years. She also for, had like a, a horseback rider dude that had yes. been like a military guy. Yeah, there were like was weird, while they were married. weird rumors of him being Harry's dad, but the math doesn't add up. Although he's quite redheaded. He also looks extremely like Harry. We'll see. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> simply saying. Um, yeah, who else was in the family that would be worth comparing? I guess you could compare Andrew, Prince Andrew. Oh, I don't... Who's playing him, even? Um, this guy. Uh, I don't even know where I've seen him before. Actually, honestly, Prince Andrew was cuter than this guy. Now, in coming seasons... They were going to have to address Fergie, right? They're going to have to dress Fergie. There's a Fergie. They, they show a brief Fergie. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I in need coming, more Fergie. In coming seasons, which it seemed like Fergie and Diana got along when they were they did young first. and and young then and they actually they were falling out had a, a bit to do with Fergie's memoir, which she said she wouldn't lend shoes to Diana because she had foot warts. What a she bitch smell like to hospital. <laughs> that is so rude. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they had like. Imagine another... saying that about Princess about the Diana. People's friggin' princess. I mean, if you're gonna shit on somebody, y'all team up and shit on Queen Anne or Princess Anne. Yeah, well, I think she probably was sufficiently scary in the family to not like. I did. So I sent you an article. I don't think you read it, but it was about Diana and Anne's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Oof. Anne is icy. Yeah, she reads icy. And I think it probably is a thing sort of like Elizabeth when she met Jackie, where it's like, I recognize that this person is more charming than me. Yeah, they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of nailing this a lot better than I am. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the fifth season, the casting... Oh my god, I'm excited. I'm excited we've got Imelda Staunton, mm-hmm. a true... A transcendent choice. A transcendent choice who has been here on this podcast through thick and thin. She's been in so many things with us. And what's the dude playing Philip? What's his name? Jonathan Price. Jonathan who Price. played the Sparrow in Game Incredible of Thrones. Incredible choice. We love Jonathan Price. Uh, and then perhaps most exciting, I would say, is that Princess Margaret. Oh, say who? Uh, oh my god and of course I like tease this up and I can't remember the actress's name and I love her Leslie Manville oh Leslie Manville bitch it's gonna be great <laughs> and then we have Elizabeth Debicki coming through as Diana unbelievable I, the one thing I'm wondering and I'm like you I think at this point sadly you do have to recast Charles 
Oh, yeah. And that's such a shame because Josh O'Connor is doing an incredible job. He's doing job. so good, but, like, he's got, like, the awkwardness. They're not, they don't do age makeup on this show. No, they don't. They really yeah. don't. They're going to have to recast him, which sucks. Yeah. Okay, so Ch- Dominic West is playing Charles, reportedly, yet to be confirmed. Way too hot to play Charles. Extremely. They better get him some sort of boo-boo, bubba tooth, like, flipper. Extremely too hot to play him. That's not that, even right. That's, no. Mm-mm. We're Mm-mm. way off. We're way off People the yet here. to be cast, the Queen Mother, Camilla, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew, Prince Edward, Tony Blair, John Major, and it doesn't look like they've cast Fergie, but they better cover her. Oh, Tony Blair. Who would you Fergie cast? was Fergie was cute when she was young. Fergie was cute. She's messy, obviously. I mean... Can you... Im- what would you... That's so rude to include that detail in your... Yeah. Oh, no, like, I never boards. would. I never would. Like, imagine just being, like, being so ready to, to, like, to throw away that friendship with Diana just to be like, and she had foot warts. Bitch, you're going to choose the rest of this family over Diana? Very, very goofy. Stupid. Very silly to me. Stupid. Now, Princess Beatrice, her daughter, got married this summer during Quarquar. Princess Beatrice. Yes. Sarah, it's Fergie's and Andrew's daughter. Oh, wait, and their daughter got married? Princess Eugenie. Shoot, which one got married? But she wore, I think it was the queen's coronation dress as her, or a, or a replica. Did, was she had a choir wedding? Yes. Um, it was, like, very small. Uh, no, it was not Eugenie. It was uh, Princess Beatrice. Eugenie. Um, she married a guy who was, like, Italian. Yes. They got married in July. And her dress was so cute. Um, let me see this. I, f- I cannot remember if it's just a replica or if it actually was Elizabeth's coronation dress. But she looked incredible. I think it was the same dress and they just added like little sleeves to it huh. for the day. But it was a very small wedding. They had like a huge flower budget. Um, look at this. Right here. Let me see this. Look at this. That's beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's so pretty. And yeah, here's the dress. See it? This is good, really good content, I think. Yeah, anyways, podcast. look up she Princess looks so Beatrice much like Fergie. She My really God. does, yeah. Um, okay, I guess, like, what are we even talking about next? Um, excellent question. We, were, we said we were going to do elegance this month. Yeah, which is not difficult on a period piece show. Right. But we have found our way into such ugliness before, so I'm not, you know. Who, who can say, you know? Who can say what the... Well, let's just pause and we'll talk. Yeah. Well, folks, we uh, took a brief intermission and decided that we are going to watch Jackie, starring Natalie Portman, since we, you know, name-checked it today. We did, indeed. And, Lindsay, where can people watch that? Um, it is... You may have to rent it. I'm looking... No. <laughs> I didn't do that much. Why did I ask you, then? <laughs> I don't... I, that's a good question. I don't know why you asked me. It is on... Hold, please. Looks like you have to rent it, but it is worth renting. Okay, so shell out a three ninety nine to watch Jackie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, if I recall, I think was pretty well robbed from the Oscars. Yeah, uh, not the whole film entirely, but like um, definitely Natalie's. Natalie Portman's incredible. It's also got um, what's her, Greta Gerwig. I forgot Greta Gerwig was in this. Yeah. It's great. Um, all right. Well, folks, I hope that you all have a blessed weekend. Um, 
Thanks for sticking with us. We were a little late this week. We didn't discuss that. We're two days late. Oh, yeah. I was tired, and uh, I took two days off, and I'm still tired. Good for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, um, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.